Okay, cool. It is May. Ha! It's June 1st, 2021. I'm Curtis Alexander Sterneman. I'm 26 years old. My birthday is October 28th, 1994. And I have an irrational fear of forgetting things when I get older because of the massive amount of blunt force trauma I took to the old cranium when I was playing at the University of Wyoming. I didn't take a lot of hits when I was going through high school in Pop Warner. In fact, the other night while moving, I stumbled upon one dream, one team, one heartbeat. My dad paid a film crew, I think upwards of like $10,000 to film my senior season, the team that I was on. And much like hearing myself say that and hearing my interviews throughout that like 30 for 30 type film he made or the production team that he hired made, I speak pretty selfishly. And it's something that I have to work on because even at the age that I was being, you know, 17, 18 years old, I was a senior in high school, hearing some of the other guys talk throughout their interviews. So let me break this down for anybody who wants to know a little bit more details on what I'm speaking on. So my senior year, we had kind of your classic high school football team of like, we all played together freshman year. Only a few people got brought up to varsity. So we were all a pretty solid unit throughout four years. And then come senior year, we actually had a quarterback who was just exceptional, just absolute stud. He's doing some pretty great big things now, actually, still in the sport of football. And everything was timing up and everything was looking. The 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 air was sniffing uh, a strong sense of success uh, towards hopefully the state championship. So my dad saw an opportunity to make the most of all of these points kind of coming to a fork in the road and that fork that you know being okay are we gonna go to state and win or even if we don't we're still a really good team and we bonded really well so my and my recruiting had started too so he kind of mixed in the other benefit of you know it wouldn't hurt to have film you know that i could send to colleges so he gets this crew together and for a while i thought it was going to be this like little pet project like if something came of it it came of it because i thought they were mostly just spending time like filming me for potential recruiting videos but then as they started to film more and more and it was more of just like daily practice and we would get the camera crew to go to games that i realized okay there's something pretty big being made here because this film crew would show up everywhere I mean, they would be when we were walking to the field on game day. They would be when we were getting off the field just on like a Wednesday practice. And they they really got a lot of footage. So what ended up being made was something like a 30 for 30. So it was a select group of guys at the end of the season. I remember um, we were in the Marion gym and they mic'd us up and we were just doing interviews. And they were asking us like, tell us about the you know fifth game of the season or tell us about the the home opener. And then they would pair those interviews with actual footage from those games. So I stumbled upon that and I played it. <sighs> you know, it's one of those like, you know, I've gotten older and I, I can kind of reflect a little bit better on how I was 
when I was younger. And one thing that came up when I was hearing myself throughout the interview was I kept saying things about like, you know, I didn't know that I was going to be at this position or it doesn't matter what I do because I was like, damn, that is one selfish 18 year old. And then, you know, as I'm starting to get this thing going, I'm saying all these eyes. So it's something I got to work on. And I think if I really want to boil it down to why that that character trait developed was I went through some stuff when I was a kid. And sometimes when you go through some stuff and you have to be your you have to be the one to give yourself that ladder to get out of those those holes in life, then you kind of give yourself that pride of me, I, tis I, the one that helps myself. I don't need anybody. And the truth is I, I do need a lot of people. I need a lot of help from a lot of people. I wouldn't be in the situations that I am today if I didn't have amazing help and support from people that are in my life. So just very interesting that as I'm moving, I'm stumbling upon some of those things that I haven't watched this. It's the, the title of it is One Dream, One Team one heartbeat and it was just really interesting to kind of have that self-reflection anybody interested let me know my dad made like a hundred copies and we actually did a screening at the crystal lake movie theater and max mentioned it in one of the recordings we did where he said we were at a movie theater when we did like this you know the whole team was there and he said something like i don't even know movie theaters had a microphone but sure enough there you were, he was referring to me, got the microphone in your hand and, and you're up there telling jokes. So that was kind of a, a big night too, is to have all of that work put into the this almost like documentary, this 30 for 30, and then have my dad rent out the movie theater. And we got the whole team together. And we even got people that had just followed um, the Marion Central football team our senior season. So we didn't go to state. We lost in the quarterfinals, good old high school football, but it was still a really good year. There's one scene at the end of this documentary that I don't know. It's kind of like I mentioned that I had a coach when I was in like Pop Warner who called me Sturtleman, just being like the biggest burn that I didn't realize until I got older. And I'm like, that grown ass man showed up to practice every day, looked me dead in the eyes, knew how to spell my name because he put it on my helmet because when you were younger... And the coaches had to learn all these kids' names. They would just put this, like, piece of um, athletic tape across your helmet and write your name on it. Knew how to spell it, but still called me Sturtleman. There was this one scene at the end of, at the end of this documentary where I'm watching it now, and I'm thinking, okay, either they honestly, the people who put this movie together, honestly thought that it was some, like, nostalgic moment where it was, like, the team was laughing and having a good time, or at the like climax of like an emotional moment, it was just the funniest thing to see and be the most off-putting thing. But we had a team dinner and they took this scene that they had recorded and it was right at the end where there's like this like symphony music going and the, the priest at the time at Marion, his name was Father Doyle and he was saying some prayer of, you know, we, we think the, the coaches and the, the, parents and the families who followed this team that they may and he, it was just this very like deep moving moment and then all of a sudden they pan like they're doing like a slow pan on the field like it's this big dramatic build and then they go they cut scene 
to we're in the cafeteria and there's we're all in our jerseys because we would do Thursday walkthroughs and then we would go and have dinner. And so we're all in our jerseys and I had my stomach out of my jersey and I, (laughs) for whatever reason, spread butter on (laughs) my stomach and then took bread and wiped the bread on the butter that was on my stomach and everybody's just losing it. Like you can see they're laughing in the back. There wasn't sound to any of this. The only sound was this like symphony music. And then the, you know, the priest is saying his prayer and it was just the most random little cutscene. I don't know if I should group that in with the Sturtleman thing, because what if it was this production team? Like you got to imagine at the end of, I mean, it was a 40 minute thing and to go to film school and to have this, like high standard of the the quality and the art form that we create, right? I'm thinking as like a film student. And now some guy pays me an enormous amount of money, you know, compared to what the job is to just follow a high school football team around. I'm pretty exhausted at the end of putting this thing together. What if I throw something in at the end, like to just joke at the fact that I just spent how many months putting this film together and this is the kind of shit the team was up to they were spreading butter on their stomach and wiping it with bread but it was a funny scene i mean all the teammates i mean they were just losing their mind but it was just funny to watch it and then i actually found another little highlight from my pop warner days where the coach who called me sturtleman showed up so it was quite the night one of those like weird silver linings of moving is you get to look through all of your I don't know all the knickknacks that you travel with but I moved it's been a pretty crazy I'd say five days so I'm pretty excited I live a little bit more north I live really close to the the lake so Lake Michigan here in old Chicago but it's pretty nice because I've been kind of building up this whole like you know I want to move closer to the lake because when I am home, you know, I've been traveling a lot for work, but when I am home and it's the summer and it's, you know, everything's opening up again to enjoy Chicago and to go and run by Lake Michigan. And so I did that today and it was nice. And surprisingly, I'm the guy, all six, five of me, and I'm sorry if anyone has driven past me in in Chicago where I'll run on the street because the concrete sidewalk is just murder on my knees and on my hips. And so I'll run on the the street. And so as I've walked past Lakeshore Drive in Chicago, I've thought the concrete, I'm, for anyone who's like, why does he keep saying it's Chicago, but it's Chicago. I'm going to see if it sticks like Zales almost stuck. I haven't been doing it lately. Zales. You know what was interesting about Zales is I said it kind of funny because sales, it's just like, it's so sharp because there's two S's. So I kind of like wanted to soften it out. But then I was like, when I would put it on social media, it's kind of funny that if I put three Z's and I sell a product that's in, or I, or I work for a company that provides a product, right? I'm trying to elevate my title that it's in sleep health. And so this whole Zales thing is just kind of funny because it's like three Z's. You're snoring. Let me provide you something that's going to alleviate that snoring. 
So shit could go. We'll see where it goes. But I ran Lake, or yeah, so I was running on Lakeshore Drive. It was great. I had a really good time. I've got to figure out some areas over there because I, I like ran for a little bit. I stopped and checked the map. Then I was like, okay, I think I got to keep on this. Okay, so I got to go around the, the baseball fields. Okay, that's that's good. Okay, I'm on the right path. The one thing that I'm like really worried about is if I don't know the area that well, not so much like I'm, I'm a big guy. So I, I don't, I mean, I don't run late at night, so I'm not worried anything like in terms of that, like danger. Maybe I should be. I mean, I'm also the guy who naively went into Bourbon Street in New Orleans, got pickpocketed. So I could use maybe a little bit more of a keen eye to my surroundings. But it's falling over my own feet. Because not every pavement is this smooth surface. And if I I actually did it once. I was running. And when I ran past this area that I, I completely tripped. And I did a somersault into the street. I don't know how I landed so gracefully. I don't know how I didn't hurt myself more than I did. But I did. And I looked back and there was this little piece of like rebar uh, sticking up. And so, yeah, just running in a new area. I just, that was, I was kind of thinking, God, that'd be so embarrassing if I've been putting all this pressure and I've been building up this, like, gotta get to Lakeshore Drive, gotta run. And then I trip on my first run there. You know, granted, if it did happen, who cares? Because there's so many people in Chicago, the odds of me running by or even near someone who might have seen me fall if it did happen slim to none but i did it it was a blast and what's really interesting is i feel good about kind of where i'm speaking from right now because it's kind of like i'm piecing together more current things in the last few days but in the same token i don't like that because it makes me feel like i'm getting caught in what I try to break through in life, which is this little bubble of thinking. And I think the bubble of thinking happens when <laughs> I feel like this is like the puppy who lost his way. Like the bubble of thinking, part one. But it's when there's so much going on in your life and you got to check all these things off and, and things are piling up and you've got this crazy to do list. And I have that right now. But I also wanted to stay. I guess loyal to the fact that I wanted to give myself this to keep up with, to to manage, to just have something that I work towards. And this is something I work towards. It's working towards a place to think from and to speak from that's going to be uncomfortable because I don't know exactly where it's going to go. But in in talking about just this small little window of time, this five days, I get nervous because I want to figure out ways to just always break through those things that start to pile up in my life, but at the same time without avoiding any of those things. Because I think that that's what's easy to do, is when things start to pile up, instead of addressing the pile or being strategic and working through the pile, to just act like the pile isn't there. And then before you know it, you might be in a situation where you're less stressed in your life, but the pile's still there. And although you just got good at going and buying a blanket to cover it up, it's still there and you have less space to work with. So in light of me moving into a studio 
and trying to find as many areas and, and buy as many organizing things that I can to make the most of the space that I have. I really want to figure out how now that I've made a significant change in my life, a significant redirect, what's it going to take to find those reorganizing strategies, those those reconsolidating efforts. And the other thing is things are returning fairly back to normal. And by normal, I mean being in Zales. I wasn't traveling a lot through the last year, but I am now and everything's ramping up again. And so just to be on the move constantly and to keep moving and, and kind of bobbing and weaving with all the things that life throws at me, it's a good challenge. I like the challenge, but I like also that I timed up when I started doing these recordings with getting busier now, because now it's like, okay, so I've established this as something that's kind of like a home base for me. So I'm always going to come back to this. But now that I'm getting further and further away from that home base in shorter amounts of time, what am I going to have to think of or what am I going to have to do that's going to bridge that distance quicker and quicker? But at the same time, how do I do that without allowing myself to slow down and relax? So it's this it's almost this beautiful kind of balance of I've got to be as quick and as efficient as I can be. But I also have to find little moments in those those quick bursts to just be calm and to relax and to know that even though my days just fly by these last, you know, for sake of what I've been mentioning, five days, there's always going to be those moments where I can sit down at the end of a long day before bed and give myself, coming up on 20 minutes here, just to let some pressure release, just to think a little freely and not have to be stressed about all the shopping I had to do because the apartment that I just came from used to be an Airbnb. So we had, I had my roommate and I had everything when we moved in. So I had to kind of revamp and get all this furniture and get all this, you know, just simple things like, you know, kitchenware. So I also have to figure out, I'm going to have to have my bike like in my kitchen, which is very different. And I have to figure out how do I find studs in the wall? I know you can buy a stud finder. I know that that exists, but just to figure out what am I going to do as far as coming back home every day after a stress, stressful week to a studio that I've got to really be careful in where I place things and how I organize things or else with out much getting in the way, I'm going to feel overwhelmed in, in kind of a small space. Boil all that down to this fundamental truth. First world problems. I am having a first world problems or problem. I can go to the sink right now, lift some lever and have drinking water. I could walk and take a shower. I have a washing machine. All of these things are just immense amenities in the scope of other parts of the world and what's going on. My Uber driver, I was in Michigan last Friday, and he was telling me that where he 
is originally from. He moved to Michigan like 19 years ago. The uh, well, him and I, we just started talking about how I went to Kenya, and the first thing I thought when I came back home was I just had no idea. I had no idea the difference, the drastic difference in just life, quality of life, routine of life. And he had mentioned that some guy he drove, so kind of off topic, but just it's one of the things that stood out, was he he drove some guy who said once a year this guy will take a trip to Africa. And at first I, I kind of responded with like, I always try to get like Uber drivers to laugh, but I can't get my Uber rating above 4.8. I don't get what it is. I don't know how it got down there. I've never thrown up in an Uber. I've never, I mean, I don't know if I've ever been in an Uber with someone who maybe I don't really talk much. And so maybe someone was like, the guy didn't even talk. So I gave him a one, but I'm, I'm still in the back of my mind. I'm like, God, I gotta get above the 4.8. I'm at a 4.78. So I'm working my way, but now it's kind of fun because I try to be a little bit more conversational. Now, obviously, if I get it and they turn the music up really loud, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to look out the window and think about something interesting. like Or force it. Like, look at, uh, I don't know, just look at a, I'll look at like a building or something. And I'll be like, you know, just the amount of human hands that had to be, you know, involved in, in constructing that thing is just pretty wild. But he said he drove someone who took an annual trip to Africa. And my first response was, well, that's humbling. And then immediately I was like, <laughs> how humbling is it that like, I was like, man, I would, I wish I had that guy's job. Like just be able to like, ah, oh, you know, Hey guys, uh, it's been a good year of work. Uh, you know, I got to do me and I'm going to head to Africa. Uh, so got to stay grounded. You know, me, I, you know, buy a hundred dollar microphone and just start talking. This guy has to take an annual trip to Africa to each their own. That's pretty cool. Maybe he does like charity work when he goes. I don't know that, you know, I didn't really get that information, but it was just interesting to, you know, kind of have that reinforcement of no matter what I go through because of the place that I'm going through it. And any therapist I feel would say back to that, that that's if, if my shit could go accent didn't come out right there, I don't know when it will. But any therapist will tell you, well, each, your problems are your problems. Like the level that you experience, what you experience is it's all relative to you. My dad might've told me this and I might've heard it from somewhere else. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry if anyone, I've lost both my grandma. So I was very young, so it didn't really impact me um, because I just, I really didn't know what was going on when I lost both my grandmas. I don't remember losing one of them. And then, uh, my mom's mom, I was in like first or second grade. And I just remember like flashes of being at the funeral. I think it was at the service. And the only thing I remember is it's kind of sad, but the only, the only two things I remember is why are we at church on a Thursday or something like that? Like it was just a weekday. And then the other thing was, why is my mom crying so hard? Like just that young, like didn't even piece it together. And then um, I, I just prefaced that with, I was told that it's all relative in, in the sense of someone losing a goldfish might feel the same as someone losing a grandparent. And 
so any any time that I kind of want to lay this fundamental line of like, no matter what I go through, let's have some perspective here. It's it's a problem happening on a playing field of privileged and just a lot of amenities and just a, a good quality of life that if I ever let myself think otherwise, I'm kind of one wasting my own time, but then I'm not appreciating just any part of the life and situation that I'm in at kind of the base of it. So I don't know. I just, I just bring it up because it's, I guess if I had to tie it into the kind of theme of, of what this is, is okay. So five days being this kind of small window for me. And there are these moments where I feel like I can't really get back to that piece because I'm just running all over the place that it is what it is. And I'm, you know, they're not really problems at all, but it's been fun to do just a quick little recording here. I'm excited to talk with Max again. I think that that'll be another good, you know, hour, hour and a half. He's going to get back from Florida. So that'll be good. And I'm excited to just keep feeling out my new little studio. (laughs) Studio. (laughs) Not a studio. A studio. And to do a little bit more running uh, in the old famous Chicago Lake Michigan. And for number 21, you know, it is what it is. Not all of these are going to be gems, but the fact that I'm pushing on that part of me that's going to keep making them and keep prioritizing me. Wow, that's not a good full circle. I started to say <laughs> I speak selfishly and now I'm like, but it's about me. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying in the sense of, you know, it's you got to work. I got to work hard. It's good to work hard. But it's also, I also think that the value of the work I put forward is going to improve if I take these moments and recenter and find, you know, where I'm coming from. And then that way I won't have the piles of things that I'm covering with blankets. I'm going to clean the room of myself. And then no matter what gets thrown in my room, no matter what comes in front of me, I can handle it more efficiently and I can handle it closer to my core because I don't have things piling up on top of that. And I'm not getting redirected in all these areas that I'm not too sure about because I never took the time to figure out where I was coming from in the first place. Now that's full circle. Thank you. Happy Tuesday. Have a great rest of your week.